Welcome to SRG Offscript, the podcast where experts at Succession Resource Group unpack the latest industry trends, recommendations, and observations for independent advisors managing their practice. No fluff and a little entertainment. In each episode, we'll discuss ways in which you can understand and leverage the value of your business, grow your business through M&A, but also through an optimized organizational structure, improve and protect your business to create a sustainable enterprise that can hopefully outlast you, and lastly, preparing for your eventual retirement and how to maximize that result. So, we encourage you to listen in with whatever beverage suits your preference, and let's get to the forefront of industry trends with a fresh perspective to help you achieve your business goals. All right. Welcome to another session of SRG Offscript. With me today is the illustrious Rick Williamson from Redtail. I really excited to have him on. Number one, because he's just you know big personality. Two, I see these guys at every darn conference we go to. And I was telling Rick yesterday when we were getting prepped for today's show, I keep seeing the footprint of their booth getting bigger and bigger, uh, which is always a good metric, you know, on someone's success. And so. They've obviously been around a long time. I suspect most of you listening to this have heard of them. Frankly, you, you we may be selling the sold. <laughs> you may already be customers. But like all of us with technology and CRM systems, having it, step one. Using it effectively, step two. And my angle for today, and then I'll shut up and let Rick introduce himself, is part of why I wanted to have him on and talk about Redtail and, and just technology more holistically, which I know he's excited to talk about, is it, it is it's indirectly really impactful to the value of a business, a small lifestyle business, a large enterprise and everything in between. But I would almost guarantee you, if you called any of our valuation experts, any of the other experts at other competing firms and asked them, hey, does having a CRM increase the value of the, the business? The answer would generally be no. If you got somebody you know smart, kind of knew why you were asking, they would probably say, well, no, but yeah, indirectly. It undoubtedly does in so many impactful ways, which is why I wanted to get together with Rick today and sort of unpack this stuff. So without further ado, Rick, I've said a little bit about you and your affiliation with Redtail, but you've been there forever. So want to give everybody listening a little bit of background? Yeah. You and Redtail, frankly. Absolutely, man. And thank you. Illustrious. Uh, it's I'm also, <laughs> not only is our booth size getting better, but the words that come before my introduction now have, have I've made it to illustrious. I don't know if there's anywhere higher to go than that, but I really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, you know, I've been doing this at Redtail for coming up on 12 years and everybody knows me as Ricky Redtail. I've kind of like, like attached myself like a symbiote to Redtail. <laughs> and I've been incredibly, incredibly fortunate because much like you and I were talking before we started recording, like I am incredibly passionate about this kind of stuff, not just the tools and the technology and, and all of that, you know, the, the nerdy stuff, if you will, but the, the benefits that it brings, the benefits that it brings not only directly to our individual users, but to their office overall, to their clients overall, to the industry overall, to society over it all. Like I'm, I may have big aspirations, but I really do think that the fundamental like existence and need for a CRM it really can improve the world a little bit. And and I, I might sound a little crazy saying that, but obviously we're going to be getting into it. So thank you for having me, man. I really appreciate it. 
Well, it sounds like they got the right guy in charge of the brand. You're drinking the Kool-Aid, my friend. <laughs> yeah, they moved me. I've been doing – I mean, when I started at Red Tail, I was in sales for one year. And then they're like, we'd like you to go over to training. And I said, okay, like I expect you to fire me in six months. Um, and that was – like I said, that was a year and a half ago. I spent most of my life in the training world um, mostly because I just – I believe there are a lot of – there are a lot of technologies out there that try to make it seem like they're an easy button, like try to make it seem that, that, you know, it's so simple that you don't need to learn anything. And I just think that that's fundamentally a misunderstanding of the benefit of training and education. There isn't a single thing out there in the world that you couldn't get just a little bit better at with a little training and education from somebody who's, who's been where you're at. Right. And then just this year, I, was incredibly grateful and incredibly fortunate to be moved into this new position of director of brand experience, which honestly, I'm still trying to build out, still trying to, you know, <laughs> feel out what that means and what impact I can have for the company, not just externally in conversations like this or conferences, right. but internally as well. I want to make sure that the brand experience that we preach that we try to encourage our users to give to their clients. Like I want to make sure we're giving that to our clients. I want to make sure that that experience is something that I don't just recommend, but that we also are able to execute and something that makes our staff just as excited to do work uh, with us as our clients are. So I'm just the cheerleader, man. I'm here. I'm trying to be good vibes and and hopefully somebody's going to learn something from this conversation. Right. Well, in, Again, knowing that your background for the last, you know, however many years has been in training, my guess is you you probably know the tool pretty well. But also, as I continue to watch Redtail, like some of the new features you all have, and we'll get to that because again, well, I, I don't want or anticipate this being an advertisement for Redtail. What I will say, and what I told you yesterday, is from what I know with our valuation team and looking at mergers and acquisitions. Redtail to me is is basically free for anybody who chooses to do business with you guys, and, and I say that from the vein of like, yeah, I know there's a nominal upfront, you know, cost and ongoing annual cost, and you got implementation and training and adoption of new features, but it's friggin' free, effectively. <laughs> in, in that, while they will pay something to get that on an ongoing basis, if you use it, not only will you know the Monday through Friday, three sixty five throughout the year, where you generally see more efficiency, more profitability as a result of that efficiency. More importantly, is when you look at it from a valuation perspective, if it drives your profits by one percent because it makes you slightly more efficient, or you use you track your opportunities, you look at your pipeline, you close one more deal, that at a you know eight or nine times your know, earnings multiple, which is not crazy, or two or three times top line revenue multiple, like it, this literally pays for itself. Absolutely. So I think in this case, like, yes, I mean, I'm a big fan of technology in general because it plays such a big role in our lives, whether we want it to or not. Right. And we all try to be good about, you know, being disconnected, but like we're at work and, you know, so many people working in virtual environments were reliant on technology nowadays. Yeah. So but at the same time, you made a good point yesterday when we were chatting about this as a setup, Rick. Yeah, it is about technology. And, and you know, financial advisors are in the advising business, right? Well, you made a good point. They're not in the advising business. Right. They're in the relationship exactly. business. They, and that to me, you know, really struck a chord because 
the core of what we do here at SRG is it's succession planning, it's M&A, it's valuations. But if you look at M&A or valuations, you know, it, it sounds you know, fancy or cool, or at least I think it does, but granted you're asking a barber if you need a haircut. Right. Um, but, but really at its core, the value of an advisory business, I don't care if you've got a million in AUM or 10 billion, it all comes back to relationships. Like that's equity in these businesses. And so I guess my initial kind of kickoff over to your side of the fence, Rick, would be when you think about building relationships and, and how we can do that, how would you see Redtail CRM technology more holistically you know, sort of being used to help deepen that relationship? Because that drives value. Yeah, immensely. Um, I, I love I love the way that you put that too, which is, listen, we've been saying it for time is money. Right, I, I didn't originate that. I, that stuff has existed for generations. No, that's a good one. That type of phrase that. has existed for generations. So anything that can save you time is ultimately going to be profitable, right? And we are in. Yeah. You know, people don't consider uh, the financial services industry a trade, right? Um, right. Much like they are, are similar to electricians or plumbers or carpenters or what have you, but you also hear, hear tools of the trade, right? And those tools evolve over time. You know, our tools, yeah. especially for math, they've gone from, what is it, the abacus, you know, the, the little dot slider <laughs> to, to calculators, to spreadsheets, to now all kinds of stuff, right? And so our tools are improving. And that's why I, try, I always try and frame, because the idea of technology is always a little nebulous. What does that mean, technology? You go back to the the wheel, technically, is technology, right? A right. simple pulley system is technology. This arm that my microphone is braced on is technology. So I try to remove that, that's, that weird, you know, <laughs> nebulous idea of what technology is. And I try to remind people, this is a tool to get your job done. All of the technology that you are applying to your your book of business, to your practice, right. whether it be a planning software, whether it be a marketing software, whether it be a CRM, it is a tool designed to help you get a job done more fast, more efficient, in a better way. And that's just what I try to remind people of. You know, you wouldn't try to be a lumberjack and still use an axe. Like you would have that off to the side just in case. Yeah. But you're using a chainsaw, you know, you're not trying to haul any type of uh, cargo from East Coast to West Coast without using an 18 wheeler, you know, and you're going right. to need to know how that 18 wheeler works. You need to know how the engine works. You need to know how the tires work. You need to know how all of that works. So from a technology aspect, I just like to remind people that this is a tool and this is a tool to make life easier. But going back to that nebulous idea of technology you know, relationships are really, really weird because most of the time, the best relationships that you've ever built, like they just come naturally. They are natural because of similar values, you know, whether it be the the sports team that you like, whether it be the attraction you share with somebody, whether it be whatever you bond with people on, right? That's what builds relationships. And when it comes to being a service provider, um, and obviously the service being financial advice or what have you, um, financial stability, financial growth, all of those types of things, you know, when it comes to being a service provider, that's fine. That's the service that you provide. That's the conduit yep. in which you are connecting with somebody on a relationship, 
right? But it doesn't just have to be that. If it's just that, you have a very, very tenuous grasp on that relationship. A very, It's very thin. It's very service yeah. level. You need a service. I'm providing a service, right? Sometimes that's all you need, right? Sometimes they like to, people talk all the time about it's just business, but it's, it's not, not if you're doing anything other than being in the mafia, right? Like, and oftentimes they're lying anyways. It's always personal with those guys. Um, But the more you can connect with somebody on the things that don't mean anything to the services that you provide, the deeper that relationship will be. I always like to use a bunch of outside examples. Like I like to use Snickers as a really basic example. Like we've all seen a Snickers commercial. We've all laughed at a Snickers commercial, not because it's a 30 second commercial saying, Hey, we make a really cheap, affordable, easy to get candy bar that tastes pretty good. So if you want a candy bar, have our candy bar. Like that's terrible commercial, right? Instead they bring Joe Pesci in And they relate to a feeling that we all feel, you know, we get angry, we get grumpy when we're hungry. And then they present themselves as, so not only do they present the problem in a humorous way, but they present a solution as well. You're not like you when you're hungry. So we're here to help, you know, that's not based on anything. It's not based on the taste. It's not based on the look. It's not based on the ingredients. It's based on the effect that it has. And the same is true of the effect that it has in your office. If somebody gets, and I always use this as an example, is the birthday card example. If, and we all have this, and this is something that is the most common thing in any industry that you can recognize somebody. It's your birthday. Here's a $5 off coupon to Starbucks. Here's whatever. Happy birthday. There is a massive difference between getting a generic birthday card from everybody at Next Level Financial that uses my actual like given name. Happy birthday, Richard, from all of us at Next Level Financial. <laughs> you know, you brought up a really good point, which is like, not only am I just not really going to care about that, right? but now I might start thinking about like other negative things in our relationship. I might start thinking about like, you know, I don't want a a stupid little card that doesn't mean anything to me. I want this. I want this. I want this. It actually works to your disadvantage. But if you're tracking stuff in a CRM, such as like, does this guy like movies? You know, I have my Tommy boy, you know, art behind me. I got movie posters behind me. You know, what's their favorite movie? What's their favorite restaurant? What's their nickname? What's their, what are their favorites? What are the things that they choose, that they make choices on? And then how can we use that to celebrate? So if I get a Jurassic Park birthday card uh, with everybody's name in it, with it's addressed to Ricky Redtail, and it's got a gift card to my favorite restaurant, like I feel seen on multiple levels. And all it right. took was just a couple data points that you can store in your CRM. The best part is you can do that for everybody. You know, you can make everybody feel special. And leveraging that technology, leveraging those tools to help remember the things that you might remember about your spouse or you might remember about your kids or your loved ones or whoever. Like you might remember it naturally, but you can't remember it for your 300th client. That's the value. That's what you're talking about. Um, You know, and and there is and I don't want to jump like too far ahead, but there's (laughs) tangible evidence that that type of stuff is actually fiscally and financially valuable, you know. Um, there's the whole idea, uh, that that's been shared and 
it's funny. I, I always make a joke that's like 87% of statistics are made up on the spot, um, which is a completely <laughs> made up statistic, which is the joke. But like, what's the, they say like uh, retaining a client is eight times cheaper than trying to go get new clients. Okay. There's one piece of financial motivation for you. Right. The other is an article that I love. I love citing. It's from 2015, but it's still to this day really, really relevant. And it's from the Harvard Business Review. It's called The New Science of Customer Emotion. I think. I think that's what it's called. And they found, they, they identified over 300 different emotional motivators. You know, so I want to fit in. I want to feel cool. I want to feel part of something special. I want to feel part of a community. Like 300 of those. And they found that there is a 52% increase in customer value from a customer who is just highly satisfied to a customer that feels fully connected with the, with the, the people that they're doing business with. So 52% increase in customer value. That means they're more likely to return for business. That means they're more likely to advocate for you. They're more likely to want to share the experience that they have with somebody else. If you eat something really good, you want to share that with your friends. If you watch a television show, you want to say, oh, you need to watch this. And the same is true of any experience. And and it's more, it's more than that. It's process. Uh, it's actual execution. But the data points themselves that fuel that, yep. that's what a CRM is for. Right. Well, and I was at a meeting, it's been a couple of weeks now, but as I listened to you talk, it reminded me of the statistic and graphs that they put up. And it was basically the correlation between the return in a client portfolio relative to the number of touches they have throughout the mm, year. Yes. And I'll get it wrong, but nobody was probably there anyway. But the concept is true. <laughs> the concept holds true. And that was basically the correlation they were showing was clients that had, I think it was four or more touches throughout the course of the year and the firm's ability to retain them. When the markets were high, those with fewer touches, they still lost clients. When the markets were down, you had fewer touches, you lost clients. When you had four or more touches, markets up, you retain them. Markets are down, you retain them. Basically, it's about relationships. Yeah. Like if you're keeping your clients because you got them a 12% return last year, they're not, that's a customer, that ain't a right. client. Exactly. So, it, which is an important you know, distinction. And I think most of the advisors listening, they have clients. But then you need those touches, and this is a good chance to bring it full circle because I'm a huge fan of standardization, systemization, and leveraging workflows. And given your role in training and a brand ambassador over there, you can probably speak to that. But I I love like our valuation team when they get in and they start unpacking the service model for an advisory firm. It's not uncommon that they'll start asking questions about like, tell me about the first year client onboarding experience. And you know, the first owner will talk and it's a great answer. And then our owner too, as we go to move on to the next question, stops us and no, no, hold on. I want to give you, we, I do things to you slightly differently here. Right. As soon as you start hearing that, you know, like the staff has got to be scratching their head half the time trying to figure out which master am I serving? How do I execute on this? Right. When in reality, the, if you step back and listen to them and you amalgamated all of it, there is one actual great first year client onboarding experience, but it's a combination of pieces of all of them, but that's got to be built in to the CRM. So could you talk at all about, I don't want to get too nerdy here, but <laughs> a little bit about that standardization and workflows because it matters for due diligence Absolutely. in M&A, matters for valuations. I mean, it matters in so many ways. Absolutely. It matters for consistency. It matters for making right. sure every t everybody's on the same page. Like 
there are a lot of birthday things. cards not as effective when you send them two weeks after the birthday. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Make sure everything's on time. You know that kind of right. stuff is really, really important. And you bring up a really interesting idea, which is that you know, if for anybody who's listening to this who hasn't done this yet. Like, I'm going to give you a spoiler alert. You're not the first person who's going through what you're going through. And I really loved your example of offices that have slightly different, you know, oh, I do this, I do this, I do this, because that gives the entire office an opportunity to build an identity together. Um, Most of the stuff that I've learned and that I talk about, like, I don't have a single original idea in my head. When I do, I Google it and I find out it's from an idea (laughs) from like 1970. And I'm like, cool, like, great. Uh, But you're not the first person to do what you do. You find what works and you Frankenstein together your plan and your system. You listen to the people who have been there before and you build upon it. Um, But the thing that helps you build and the thing that helps you maintain consistency is workflows. It is process. It is taking the things that, you know, might come again naturally to you and actually putting it in a concrete form, building an office playbook so that everybody is on the same page. You know, if uh, I, I use Peyton Manning as an example because he's got one of the best, you know, play calls when he yells Omaha and he's Omaha. Everybody on the football field on on his team knows what that means. They know what they have to do. They know where they have to go. They know what they need to expect. They know what they need to execute when Peyton Manning just says one word. And that's incredible. But that's very – it's not something that is exclusive to, you know, um, high-level NFL teams. That's teamwork. That's building a plan. And putting a workflow together is is not always an easy task because you have to figure out, okay, what order are we doing things? Who is the ownership of those items? What external tools do they need? What resources do they need? What data do they need? It's planning. And planning can be tedious. And making sure we get it right can be tedious. But once you do get it right and you turn it into a well-oiled machine – Then again, it's the same experience for everybody. It's the same experience internally for everybody, and it's the same experience externally for everybody. It removes questions. It removes doubt. It removes worry. You can, I literally, you know, earlier this week, we were going through like risk assessment for the red tail training side of things. And I love doing that because they're like, come up with disaster scenarios. And I'm like, cool, plane crashes. We can't do RTU. What what are we going to do just in case? And it's like, you mean to tell me if the plane crashes, we're still going to try and execute RTU? Like, okay, maybe not. But like, again, <laughs> I'm always trying to think of what could happen. What could happen and what do we need to do right. when that thing happens? This These types of things are designed to make you better. They're designed to make you more efficient. Time is money. They're designed to save you time. Most importantly, though, you know, they are designed for you to be able to slot in a new teammate if needed and get them up to speed right away. You can build processes for anything. You can build processes for internal onboarding. You can build processes for external onboarding, client reviews, birthdays. If there's a process around it, you can build it inside of a workflow. And yes, Redtail has workflow tools, but honestly, most CRMs do anyways. You know, I'm an advocate for CRM in general, because of my, you know, whole motivating factor of like relationships should be deeper and should be better. And yep. you should have an, an, an introspection into 
the things that your your clients are actually passionate about. Um, but when it comes to CRM, functions pretty much identical. You're going to be able to take notes. You're going to be able to you know store client information. You're going to be able to report on that client information. You're going to be able to build workflows, have opportunity pipelines. Like all of that exists in every CRM out there. So then you only talk about two things beyond that, which is number one, it's aesthetics. Does this feel right to you? Do you like the way that it looks? Does it feel cumbersome? Does it feel smooth? Because there are some people who are obsessed with spreadsheets that might not like Redtail. They might not like the fact that it's that clean of a look, you know? Um, right. But it's, it's, does this feel good to use? And number two, yeah. what extra accoutrement are you getting out of that business relationship? Right. It's the same for every business out there. I can go to 18 right. different places and get coffee. And, and obviously I'm going to want to go the place that tastes the best, but I'm such a coffee Luddite that I don't really care, you know? So it's the experience. Which one did I have fun with? Which one, you know, provides that? Which one provides consistency every time? You know, the same is true of financial advice. I There's like 18 apps I can go on right now and do right. investments and do trading and do things like that. So like, you know, if you want to just manage my money, like I can do that, but what type of experience right. am I having? And the more streamlined you can make things with workflows, the more you can be where you need to be every time you can be ahead of the game. You can be proactive instead of reactive. And that's one of the things that I encourage people to try and achieve, you know, be proactive instead of reactive. And that'll make your life a lot easier. When I love you touched on it real briefly there, but it's an important part as I think about succession planning. And that is you've mentioned slotting in a new team member right. like for growing enterprises. Uh, you'd love to think you're going to keep all of your best people, but it happens. Sometimes they lose their mind and they right. move on. Well, and that should be, a, that and, and to your point, you know, when I became a managing director, my goal is to get yeah. people off my team. You know, it, it should be, right. it should be your goal as a leader, your goal as an office, whatever. Obviously you want to keep the, keep the team running, <laughs> right. but at the same time, the, your ability to grow people outside of your business, it, it can be a badge of honor, you know, like you can make that a goal. I want everybody who's got this business on their resume, you know, to be able to talk about the value they got from working here. Um, but yeah, I interrupted and I apologize. <laughs> No, no, you're, I mean, yeah, it's if you're passionate about it, which you should, you should interrupt. If you don't, you don't care. <laughs> so, I mean, and my point on that is also that, I mean, even if you keep your best people, they're not going to stay in the same role their entire career. I mean, look at you at Redtail. Right. Well, at some point you move up, that requires us to document the processes to make sure that your replacement doesn't show up and have to start a blank sheet of paper. How do I do this job effectively? Exactly. Exactly. For a scale like that, that has to happen. And so as you build these things in, I mean, workflows are important. I think at the end of the day, though, as you build the workflows and the systems and processes and document, I mean, that drives your scalability, mm -hmm. that drives your efficiency, all those things drive value, makes you have to hire less kind of administrative people to execute on this stuff. And one other thing I saw that I know CRM systems do this, but I'd love your take on you know, where Redtail shows up on it, that is marketing. Mm. Like, I can't tell you, I mean, the last 20 years I've been at conferences, there's been nobody in these exhibit halls talking about marketing, campaigns. Right. Like, occasionally you get somebody like, you know, White Club that's there talking about seminars right. or referrals. Well, referrals by themselves, seminars by themselves, 
is not marketing. Those are parts of a marketing plan. But I love the idea that it can help support marketing and campaigns and a pipeline with deals and opportunities. Like, and that's the lifeblood of any business. Yet so few people as advisory firms, I feel like track right. it. Where does, how's Red Tail help with that? Stuff? I mean, that's a great question. And that's another, it's another word, you know, it's a, it's yeah. a right. marketing, Ugh. you know, I'm not a marketer. I went to, you know, I went to school for, to be a, 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 CF, a CFP, like, uh, why, why am I got to market, you know, and it's, and right. again, it's really communication, you know, and communication can have a variety of different approaches. Case in point are training offerings. Redtail offers training over a variety of different mediums and a variety yeah. of different ways. We do one-on-one -on -one zoom calls for absolutely no charge to offices to train individuals or entire offices on how to use the CRM. We do live webinars so that more people can join in in that setting. We record those webinars and we post them to videos so that people can watch them afterwards. We have written instructions. We have playlists. And then we do Redtail University where we go out and we're actually in person and we do in-person training events. And all of those, I, I wouldn't call them marketing because it is training, but training is training's marketing after the sale. You know, like that's yep. all that is, is that once somebody's a client, it's maintenance, right? And it's yeah. making sure that they are happy with us beyond the services that we provide. Because then if those services ever falter in any way, shape or form, we have the good vibes to lean back on. And people always want to stick right. around to people that they like hanging out with and they like spending time with. Um, and yeah. Redtail helps with that in a variety of ways. Now, obviously, we don't run, you know, as the company as big as we are now, especially after, you know, joining with Orion, we don't use Red. We actually used to. Um, we used to run all of our stuff in Redtail. We had our Redtail University workflows in there. We had all of our users in there putting notes in and stuff like that. And we've since scaled up. But marketing and communication, number one, starts with deciding what you want to communicate to people about, right? So not only, again, what's important to your services, but what's fun as well. I, I love being the director of brand experience because I, I think that that means consistency and fun, right? So yes, you should, you know, you should have financial education seminars, for example, just as you should also throw some parties, you know, you should, you right. should throw an ice cream social, um, or a wine tasting. And what's really funny is that no matter where you go in the country, there's like different things. So like you go to Boston, it's like, come, we're going to do a clam bake. You go to Texas and they're like, we're going to go to a shooting range. Like it's everywhere. It's all different and it's all everywhere, but right. that's so cool to see. Right. So not only is it events, but it's also understanding what medium at which people most like being communicated with. So not only is it a campaigns thing that can be email and social media, but we also have our red tail speak product, which I would be remiss if I didn't mention the yeah. fact that we have a client Pretty texting cool. solution and texting just happens to be the most common form of communication across every generation, across every, you know, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Every data point, you know, age, gender, educate, whatever people text. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so the fact that we have a tool out there that people can text with and do it compliantly is incredible. But yeah. to be able to continue doing this stuff, you got to put plans together. You got to execute on a regular level and you got to collect information about people. Again, like there's a difference between sending yeah. a happy holidays card 
or recording what everybody's favorite type of cookie is and sending them like a cookie in the jar. You know, it's little tiny stuff like that, that builds experiences. It's making sure that when you do communicate with them, um, that you're communicating about things that aren't just business related. Ask if they, you knew you, if you knew they went on a vacation, maybe they've been planning. Maybe that's part of the business we've been providing. Maybe they come to you in 2024 and they say, our big goal is to go on a Disney cruise at the beginning of next year. Ask them about the cruise. It's crazy how many people just don't ask that kind of stuff. You know, don't ask right. how much they love Disney. Don't ask how the cruise was afterwards. It's, it's, it's baffling to me. So collect those little data points, care about what your clients care about, focus on what they choose to waste their time on. As my father would say, like, yep. it's the, it's the movies we love. It's the fantasy football team. I should have quit two years ago. Like it's the things that we choose to get dedicate our time to. And a CRM is there to help you record that about every individual that you do business with. So right. that yeah, right. Get down to your point. Exactly. And I can put together, I can run a list and say, how many people do I have on here that like X? Okay, cool. Yep. And I don't mean X is in Twitter. I'll never call Twitter X. It's always Twitter. <laughs> um, just a little, just rebelliousness for me. But like how many people like movies? Oh, I got 50 clients who, who we have that as a data point. Let's do a movie screening. Right. Let's rent out a theater for 400 bucks and just show a new Marvel movie or something. Like that type of stuff really goes a long way. And the data recording. Again, put your hat on yeah. as a buyer. Yes. I show up to your business, Rick, and I'm like, hey, tell me about your clients. I'm really interested. Obviously, we've got you know chemistry together. You think I'd be a good fit. Let's talk about your clients. And you pull up your CRM system. You can show them all these different things about the buyer, buyer persona that you have for your clients, exactly. what their interests are, birth dates. As a buyer, I walk out and I think, Wow, this person really knows their they clients. Together, yeah. I mean, on top of what I already thought that they had really good relationships, like this CRM system is valuable with the data that it contains, as opposed to the person who brings it up and says, Oh, here's all the names, right. email addresses, and our meeting history. BFD. We need more than that. Because again, I'm buying relationships. Exactly. And so your your new client form. Your new client form should have all of that. It shouldn't just right. be like, what's your social security number? It should have, you know, it, you know, what, what are your political leanings? What are your favorites? It should have a list of favorites, movie, ice cream, cookie, whatever. Because like, if I walk into an office for a meeting and they have Pepsi zero and soft pretzels, I will do business for you until I die. Like I'll give you my firstborn. I'm an easy subject there, you know, but those things matter. And when you show them a comprehensive form that says, like, I, I want you to know that obviously you come here for a service and we want to provide that. And that's what the first page is all about. But it's really, really important to me. And it's really, really important to you. And it really helps us both in general, if we have like an actual relationship. So that's what the second page is all about. Like, let's talk about that. Let's find things that we can, you know, shoot the breeze on. Um, every every meeting should, if it's an hour long meeting, 15 minutes of it should be spent just shooting the breeze. Like this stuff, relationships can be built into data points um, right. and it can be built into process. Uh, you just have to be willing to collect those data points. And it's not so much the fact of the CRM that you're using, but it's how you're using it. 
right? Again, like every tool, the CRM is a tool and it's in the hands of thousands of hundreds, tens of thousands of people um, throughout this country. But you put, you know, a chainsaw, let's say again, in the hands of a skilled woodworker and they can probably carve you a beautiful sculpture from a, a log. Right. You give a chainsaw to Leatherface and you're going to have a bad time, you know, like right. you get the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So it's less about the tool. Everybody should be using a CRM and an and Outlook right. is not a CRM. A, a spreadsheet right. is not a CRM. Like everybody should be using some type of CRM to leverage technology against relationships to help build these relationships, to help build consistency, all of these types of things. Um, and that's why I love that our trainers don't just train on technology either. They train on this stuff. Like we talk about building a style guide and have, how do you sort your clients? Are they A, double A, triple A? Are they gold, silver, bronze? Are they mountain ranges? Right. You know, so I did an off a training with an office one time who's, they use mountain ranges to categorize the service models of their clients. So it was K2, Denali, and Everest. And the best part about that is, number one, there's a little creativity into it. And I always appreciate that. But number two, the entire office knew what type of service an Everest client gets. They know the frequency at right. which they get a newsletter. They know the frequency at which they get invited to events. They know a lot about that person from one word. Just one word. Yep. A CRM is going to help you do that, but you need to develop right. that stuff before you even think about a CRM. Like a CRM yep. is not an easy button. No technology is. No tool is an easy button. Right. Um, but it's the yep. possibilities are just so cool. Yeah, it's kind of like client segmentation. Like doing client segmentation, analyzing your book is great. Right. But you're not doing it for the sake of doing it. Like you got better things to do with your time is what you go do with that information afterwards. Licensing you know, Redtail and getting a CRM instance set up is, is a good first yeah. step, but it is step one of 10 to your point. But the finale of that is, and you've touched on it a couple of times, and it's a good spot for us to close out, is compliance. <laughs> Our favorite like, word. I know, right? Yeah, you, you said it, not me. I'm just coming back to it. <laughs> So on the compliance, though, it's one of those things that's kind of analog with valuation. Does compliance and being compliant and having no issues, does that increase your value? No. But the inverse, if you don't have a clean, clean compliance record, can decimate your value. Exactly. So you can go from having you know tremendous value all of a sudden with that same practice, same business enterprise, to cutting its value in half just by virtue of not being compliant. And I know... Redtail has existed in this industry for a long time. You guys' website talks about it, and you and I have chatted about it briefly. Like Again, it's not going to solve all your compliance woes all by itself. Sure. There's no button for that, mm -hmm. but it seems like it does a pretty good job of helping keep you out of hot Absolutely. water. Is it correct? Absolutely. I wish I had the sticker. Uh, we have a sticker that I'm particularly proud of that I don't have near me, um, but it says if it's not in Redtail, it didn't happen. And it's one of the little credos and mottos that we try and get people. We literally get people chanting it at Redtail University. We're like a we're like a CRM cult in there. It's really weird sometimes. I've used some CRMs, Rick, where like, again, we, we don't deal with the same compliance sure. issues, but like our, my team would say the same thing. Like if it's not in the CRM, it didn't happen. Right. And I'm notoriously bad about that, but not because I'm bad about it, but it's because the goddamn CRM system makes it hard to put it yeah. in. 
I mean, you guys seem like you do a pretty good job of that, at least from the advisors I've. Talked I mean, we to. try to. You know, that's the big other thing is like we we're all trying our best. Like this is the only industry that we exist in, and by the very nature of that, compliance is one of our top priorities. So that's why, for example. Um, Redtail's notes are not able to be edited. Once the text of the note is entered and saved, that bad boy is locked in. Um, now you can delete it, delete it, because then it just goes into its own section. It's never truly gone. Um, you can add comments to it and stuff like that if you maybe forgot something. But that is basically makes, if, if you're maintaining the notes and entering them, that effectively makes your CRM audit proof, you know, rather than... Right having to shuffle through folders and try and prove that this is inevitable or not, an auditor can walk in and be like, I need the last year's worth of notes for these for five contacts. Cool. That's a report you can run. That could be done in a day. Like that could be done in an hour. Um, and the same true, same is true with workflows where that tracks like, Hey, this hasn't been done yet. We've, it's so funny. We've had people come to us who ask us like, Hey, is there any way that we can move on to the next step of the workflow if a previous task hasn't been done? Like, we really don't like that feature. And, I'm, and I have to tell them, and I have to break it to them lightly, like, that's a feature, not a bug. The problem is not in the tool. The problem is in why is this not done yet? You know, right. like, why is this task not done yet? Now, maybe it's maybe it's a simple thing of like, that task should be separated and, and be given its own thing. Maybe it's not that important. Right. Or maybe Ricky Redtail's not doing his job the way he needs to. Like, it's an efficiency tool and it's designed to record those things. Every single thing in Redtail is built for the sake of compliance, is built for the sake of redundancy. We've had stories of um, <laughs> of people who've, who've fired employees before but uh, forgot to revoke their Redtail access. And so one of my favorites is they changed all of the client names to a variety of three and four letter words. Um, we just roll that back a little bit. We just go back to the most recent, you know, save and it's uh, pr prior to that happening and right. it's all gone and it's all back to normal. And so that's really cool. And the fact that we are dedicated to this industry and the fact that we are fully compliant and we are built to make sure that everything you do in red tail is compliant. That's what makes us so popular with RAs. That's what makes us so popular with independent yep. um, advisors. But it's also what makes us so popular with broker dealers as well is the fact that, like, th they know we got it covered. You know, yep. they know that we are covering that level of compliance when it comes to data management. And again, it's only as good as you use it. You know, I cannot right. blame the gym that I sign up for. Oh, I signed up for this gym and I haven't lost any weight. Yeah, man, because you haven't been in and you haven't been using the tools right, you know? It's, but I pay for the premium membership. Yeah, I'm paying the premium membership. I'm doing everything. And yet my arms are not swole. And it's like, well, maybe if you do a bicep curl once in a while, you know? And and again, like you can pay for it. You can have it on your computer. You right. can kind of use it. But it's not an easy button. It is a tool. And a tool requires understanding and proper use. Um. Going back to that, I mean, page. the power of it is, I mean, it's second to none because I can tell you it doesn't happen often here, but there are times where you'll I'll see an email come through and it's from a client, current client who's writing and saying like, hey, I I got signed up. I got started with you guys on your succession you know, blueprint service two weeks ago. I haven't heard anything from anybody. And I know without a doubt, and I have yet to be wrong, 
I know you heard from us. You know why I know? Because we have workflows and those workflows, half of the steps are automated. Like I know when you get engaged and you sign the e-document, it kicks off an email. It waits 10 minutes, it sends it to you and it schedules a task for Robin on our team to call and follow up like every single time. Some of it's automatic. Some of it, you know, still requires human input. And it will always. But it will always, to your point, but it, the system is there. And so to your point, is it going to keep you out of, you know, compliance hot water? No. But if you use the tool and use it properly, yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. And, the, and and that, again, like one of those things that could just sabotage the value of the exactly. business. So It's risk mitigation, you know? It's, right. it's, it's risk assessment and risk mitigation where yeah. it's like, yes, you will be able to function perfectly fine. <laughs> Probably for a very long time, if you let a few compliance things fall by the wayside, but the risk rises every single thing, the risk rises, you know, it's like playing a game of Jenga, like it's cool. Like it's going to continue to rise. And if you can mitigate that stuff with tools and technology that make life easier, you have nobody to blame, but yourself, if you're not doing it, right. You have nobody. Yeah. So selfishly, I'll say it's. And you mentioned it, you know, self-serving, obviously, I'm sure you'd love everybody listening to be a customer of Red Tail, but (laughs) using the the CRM system, optimizing the business, again, those things all legitimately impact the value of the business indirectly or directly, but it, it drives the value of the business if you use these things. So if you aren't using Red Tail, I certainly think it's worth exploring. I will give you full disclaimer here. There is, there's no, I don't say there's no relationship because that would probably hurt Rick's feelings, but there's no financial no, relationship you know, here with Red Tail and us. <laughs> We're just in the same, you know, conference halls. We work with the same clients. And I just, I know how impactful, I mean, a CRM is in general and using the CRM and all of its features to the business, but also from the seat we sit in helping you exit your business someday transfer that business to the next gen yes. team. All those things are impacted. Absolutely. It, it's not that hard, but it does require to get it set up and be proactive with it. Cause it's, it's not an overnight solution. Even if you're not using it now, no. it, it takes time and effort. I so, love that next gen comment as well, because we get, a, right. I mean, listen, I'm not, I'm not making up news or anything. When I say like this industry trends older, and I've talked yeah, with people right. who are like, I'm going to retire in five years. I don't, why do I need a new piece of technology? And my answer to them is like, yeah, how much money do you want to make off of your book in five years? Yeah. You right. know, if it's still it, in folders. So never probably have crossed their mind. No, like, it doesn't. And that's cool. Like, I'm happy to offer that perspective. I, I don't assume, I think one of my favorite phrases that I've tried to start adopting, especially after the pandemic, is I try not to assume ill intent. Like I try to go into every single interaction with my motivation is just, I'm happy to help. I'm happy to offer a perspective. I'm happy to offer information. And the next gen is a really, really good point. You know, if you are able to just very easily hand off your book, like it's organized, it's got everything that increases value that decreases the amount of work. Somebody's not going to have to put into it. Therefore increasing value. Every single yep. thing you can do, every efficiency you build increases value. Um, if we want to yeah. just boil it down to that, you know, more than anything, it's nice to be nice to people. It's addicting. It's addicting yeah. to have celebrate thing to celebrate things with people. Um, it feels good. <laughs> like, right? More than anything, we're talking about the next gen stuff. Like again, will the CRM system, you know, make next gen people, Gen two, Gen three advisors, magically be able to step into your shoes? No. 
but combined with your mentor and training and documenting how you expect those clients to be serviced, those two together are certainly going to make it a heck of a lot easier. So it's why, again, I mean, kind of your, to your point, I wanted to get you on here and talk about Redtail and CRM and technology because, you know, no, like we don't sell Redtail, we don't sell technology, but I understand how impactful it is to our advisors and I know how passionate you are about this stuff. So if I'm an advisor listening and I'm curious about kicking the tires on Redtail or maybe I've already been, I've already purchased it, but I've maybe not been using it like we're describing. Where does somebody get started? I mean, I'm sure they don't pick the phone up and call Rick. No, like, no, I keep that. That's, that's, that's low key. That's like a government secret. We're going to lock that number in a vault. We're going to throw that vault in the ocean. Um, No, (laughs) we, it's very simple. Redtailtechnology.com is a great place to start. Um, If you need, there's literally a section on the website. It says need training that lists all of the uh, offerings that we have. It's that single page alone has our, a uh, connection to our webinar schedule, a connection to our recorded webinars. It has a form to fill out to get in touch with our training team and schedule the training. Because again, going back to one of my points that I made earlier, like um, you have people who sign up for things that never use them. And our goal is to really try and help people use this system as much as possible. And um, we are like, I want to keep that team busy. So please reach out to us. You can also just shoot an email to training at redtailtechnology.com. That goes directly to our team as well. Um, come to a Redtail University. We're wrapped up for 2024 or 2023, but we're getting ready to announce our 2024 dates. I'm really excited because we're going to be doing some new stuff there as well. Um, and just seek out knowledge and information. Anytime you have an interaction with Redtail and you think like, oh, I could use some training. I could use an hour long session to just knock out all of my questions and and learn what I'm doing wrong. Maybe I don't know what I don't know. Ask anybody you're talking to. Anybody on sales or support knows you how to get to us as well. So we're not hiding. You know, we want you, we want to help. That's what we're here for. Like we are very, we, I consider it a privilege to be in a position to help, you know, to be in a position to offer help to somebody who's willing to ask for it. That's really cool. Um, and I want us to help as much as possible. Awesome. Well, good place to wrap. Rick, I appreciate you carving out some time to chat with me today. Hopefully everybody listening learned a little bit more about just, again, the importance of leveraging technology, some of the cool features within Redtail. They do a pretty good job of talking about that on social media and their website anyway. So if you want more information, obviously Rick shared the website. Hopefully you all got some good information out of this session. Join us on the upcoming sessions here due out shortly. Be well. If we don't talk for the end of the year, have a great new year. Thanks. Thank you, David. Appreciate it, man. And that concludes another episode of SRG Offscript. We hope you found this episode both interesting and valuable. We encourage you to check out our website at successionresource.com or, of course, connect with us on social for the latest happenings at SRG. If you just can't get enough of SRG Offscript, we invite you to join our monthly Q&A webinar, SRG Offscript Live, where we address your questions sparked by the latest podcast topic. Finally, if you enjoyed today's episode as much as we did recording it, please leave us a review and tell your industry friends about us. Your support helps us continue to bring you the best content possible. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guests and not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Succession Resource Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional advice. 
always seek the advice of an expert with any questions you may have. As always, we at SRG stand ready to help when you're ready.